What's going on, everybody? Ryan, ATX Metal Podcast, back with a little special episode. We're going to sneak one in on you this week. We recently sat down with In the Trench to talk about their new song coming out called The Cycle that's due out tomorrow. And we got to know them a little bit better. I personally wasn't familiar with In the Trench up until about maybe three to six months ago when I heard their song called The Fall. That grabbed my attention. We reached out, set this up, and now we get to hear The Cycle, which is due out tomorrow. And that's why we went over there to talk to them about their new music, how it all went down. We had a special call-in guest, Matt Noveski of Orb Studios of Blue October. Listening to him talk about the process and how it all jammed and how it all vibed was was really, really cool. And um, it was just it was just great to have him on the line. And then also in the room at the same time, we had John and Boudreaux of Penny Rock Productions doing the backroom documentary Bloody and Bruised, which is going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal documentary. I already know just based off the trailer and the people that they talked to and everything that they talked about during this interview I know that that's just going to be a straight up, as they call it, banger. <laughs> it's going to slap. Uh, but also that's going to slap is the cycle. We got a little sneak peek of it. It's definitely some tasty, tasty jams. So stick around. Hope you enjoy the interview. And thanks for supporting everything we do. All right. All right. We are here. Finally, 30 minutes late, par for the course. You guys will understand. We are finally here with In the Trench and the producers from Bloody and Bruised. Story of the Back Room, the documentary. I'm super excited to hear these guys. So let's just go around the room, introduce yourselves, and uh, we'll just take it from there. We also have a special call in gas. Gas? Gas? Gas. Go for it. Uh, Stephen Harding, vocalist in the trench. Hey, I'm John. I'm, I, I stand behind Steven on uh, playing the drums in the trench. I'm John as well. I'm the producer for Bloody and Bruised. And I am Boudreaux Partita. I am the director of Bloody and Bruised. So as you can see, we have an all-star cast here today, not our typical slumming around Austin, Texas, picking up whoever we can to chat with them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody told us. <laughs> We're pretty much bottom of the barrel. <laughs> so we'll just keep this light. We know that uh, we know that Matt's going to call in at any moment. Uh, but for, for now, let's get into In the Trench. Why are we here? What do we need to know? Man, it's uh, we've had about a five-year layoff uh, going on six years uh, since the last time we played. Um, coming off the heels of our second record, man. Um, I'm a PhD student at Texas State University, uh, pursuing my doctorate in biology, and you know we took a hiatus to kind of accommodate that. And uh, you know, at some point, I just got we just got bored. You know, it's like you're not playing anymore, and you know, anybody who does anything in the arts, it's like when you take that away, it there's something that's taken away from your soul, from you yourself, and right? So, and so. You know, we all kind of got bored, and it was kind of funny. It all just happened, like, kind of at the same time. It we actually just... happened right here in this room, how yeah. we got back together. <laughs> right here? In this room about two years ago. Uh, it was very intimate. Yeah. Well, very intimate. How, how was there, were there candles? Was there wine? <laughs> Definitely candles. There was. Some wine. S- smooth jazz. Some cheap wine. Smooth jazz. <laughs> Box wine. <laughs> Box, <laughs> it was boxed wine. But, yeah, no, so we, uh, you know, we all kind of call each other about the same time. It's like, man, we're kind of, kind of bored. We all want to do you know, and so we met up and we kind of jammed a couple of times and, you know, some of the new demo or some of the demos that we were cutting way back when for another opportunity, uh, those got pulled out. It's like, hey, do y'all remember this? And it's like, oh, wow. You know, it'd be a, be a shame if we didn't finish that new music. So like pulling stuff off the back burner? Pretty much. Uh, well, we we were just want to jam something else. We didn't really have any intentions on doing anything uh, serious at all. Uh, but when once the new music came out, it was like, wow, the, this was unfinished. And it was unfinished business. Uh, and, you know, so we were like, it's a shame if this doesn't get finished. And so we started rewriting that stuff. Uh, one thing led to another. And, you know, we're at Orb Studios recording, you know, an EP, uh, which is kind of a snowball of events, man. Uh, a lot of twists and turns. <laughs> as far as like just the EP getting out or the writing getting process? To the EP. Oh, getting, getting to, to it. Getting okay. to the EP. Yeah, we, uh, 
you know, we were set up to go to a couple other studios around town. Um, you know, some scheduling conflicts happened, COVID happened. Like this all starts back way in the uh, fall of 2019-ish. Okay. And then, uh, so we're, we're getting together. We're, we're gearing up to go to a, to a studio and then COVID happens. And fucking puts a kibosh to all that shit. Oh, yeah. I, I, I actually <laughs> did a uh, Locked in the Closet series where I called and reached out to different band members from Canada to New York to as far as the UK. And, you know, just just I talked to uh, Anthony, you know, see how he was doing as a yep. venue owner. I talked to a doctor uh, who also, you know, ran for ran for political office to represent, you know, the county that I live in. So I wanted to catch like her side of the story so right. I can. I've heard a lot of horror stories. I'm sure everybody here, including, you know, staff behind us has, has seen the rise and fall of, of the music scene, but not just the music scene. I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys as producers as well, the, mu- the, 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 the landscape at which you lived in changed oh, yeah. immediately. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely, you know, COVID when COVID hit, we actually were, we had booked a shoot for a short film, a short horror film that involved uh, a horde of zombies and we had a huge at this farmhouse and it was a, a huge production that got shut down days when before the shoot because of covid so yeah it, it definitely you know it, it made a, it was a huge loss to everybody in the production film industry yeah i mean we've i mean the amount of venues that i've heard have been shut down and seen shut down here locally is just it's so sad so i hope there's a 2.0 so is this y'all's new version? Is this the 2.0 or is this a soft release with like a 1.05 or something? I'd call it 2.0, man. Yeah. I'd call it 2.0. Yeah. So we, uh, we tracked four, um, you know, we've released one. That's the fall. You can catch that out on all your, you know, Spotify, uh, YouTube, uh, I could share. That's, that's what I, <laughs> that's what caught my ear was the fall. Uh, yeah. So we released that one, but we have, uh, we have the one that we're going to release on the 30th this Friday. But we got two more after that. Which is the cycle. The cycle. The cycle. That one is um our second release, the one that Matt Nobeski produced for us. Um that was actually Which he's calling in soon. We don't know when it's gonna he's, happen. He's so. calling in soon. We'll yeah. We told him just be random. Just be surprise random. everybody. <laughs> uh which he was on the Bloody and Bruce documentary too, which is badass. Um so that was actually I think that was probably the oldest song out of the bat the batch. That was brought up when we were originally we were actually going to start something like doing rock cover and then you know in this room jared he whips out his computer and just and we started listening it was like oh shit, we gotta we gotta professionally record these now check this out we wanted to professionally record them and then after that we weren't planning on it but we ended up doing a music video for the fall oh yeah oh there it is right oh, there it is oh here he is okay here's matt right here right on time so Matt's calling in. Hey, bud, can you hear us? Yeah, man. Loud and clear. How are you? Okay, so bear with me right now. You are live on Facebook. Uh, my name is Ryan. I'm running this circus that we call a show. We had a, te- <laughs> nice. we had a technical difficulty, so I'm just going to let you speak at length on your relationship with In the Trench, Bloody and Bruise. Just give us what we need to know about your hand in all of this. Yeah, man. So I, um, I guess John, John, the drummer, uh, reached out initially. It's always, the drummer is always the responsible one. I don't know what it is. Like drummers are always tour managers and, you know, they're like de facto tour managers and they always handle the money. Um, which is really weird to me, but that always seems to be the case. But I think John, so John was like, the you know, he was obviously, uh, the guy that does, doesn't sleep till noon in the band. Um, so he reached out to me and, you know, just hit me up about, uh, working together in the studio. And at the time I know that, you know, they had, obviously they had a history, you know, and they, they right. getting back together again after, you know, being really active, what they did back in a while ago. And I think it was really important to them that they had somebody that they really trusted and, and was doing it because they really wanted to and not necessarily, like for a paycheck or, you know, just to have, you know, work or whatever it was. Because uh, it was during this whole COVID mess, you right. know, so that's yes. a whole nother thing. Yeah, so I, like, I I hadn't been able to, it, 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 I had been working on a lot of pop music and, you know, some rock music, but it had been a minute since I did something that was like super just grimy and heavy and 
So I like was like kind of like a kid, you know, like, yes, please. Can I please do it? Please, please. <laughs> and probably like, probably like freaking them out a little bit, honestly. Um, you know, maybe a little too eager. I don't know. But, but uh, I really genuinely was like, I love what I'm hearing and I love uh, these songs and I love how they blend groove and, and heaviness together um in like in a similar way and there's still but there's almost like a little bit of progginess to it too not like you know cape wearing progginess but like you know like um some of my favorite bands are like fair to midland and bands like that that have like they keep you guessing you know it's like they groove but the music is complicated and it keeps you guessing but you can still bob your head to it and that's really hard to do you know so i was like man i i don't want to miss this opportunity and um so we stayed in communication and I know that, you know, at the time they were kind of betting out producers, studios and whatnot. And I, I know that I sent some demos and then we met up in person and I just think we had a really good meeting. You know, I think that like, right. I agree. you can just kind of tell as musicians and, and artists and, and as a producer, you can just tell if you're going to get along with somebody pretty well, like quickly. And I just really liked the guys. I was like, man, these, these guys are just like, I just feel like I've known them forever, you know, and like, right. they just seem like, you know, dudes that I would just want to hang out with outside of the studio, which matters, you know? So, so to me, you know, I was really, I was excited when John, you know, hit me back and he was like, yeah, we want to do that. We want to work together. We really like the studio and um, we definitely, you know, like the vibe. And, and I think that I, you know, I must've liked some of the samples that I had sent. Uh, and so we, um, went from there and got in the studio and ca- kind of had to navigate the whole COVID mess, you know, like everybody <laughs> oh, yeah, as, as we that. all did. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but really just like went in and, and, and sang these songs out and like had so much fun doing it. Like right. so much fun, you know? So to me, uh, Victor, who was, who was a huge part of the record as well, uh, working with us, um, Victor and I really engineer. just like, it, it, Oh God, Victor is so phenomenal. He's yeah. he's really really has a great ear for, um, you know, for rock music in general. You know, and and he's he's a drummer, which I love working with engineers that are drummers. And then me being a bass player, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the bass player is always kind of the guy that sort of like glues the band together, I guess. So we just kind of make good producers because we listen to everything. Yep. Um, and like listen to everybody, you know. So I feel like it was a really good team because my you know i guess my ear and then victor's ear and then the band and they're all just astounding musicians they're all so good and you know at one point like i i know that at one point i was like man i'd i'd love to hop on a song but then when jared starts playing it's like i can't i'm gonna take three days to figure that out like that's ridiculous it's so good you know so but i think the tones we got were just stupid you know just so good and so just punchy and gnarly and and then when we got into vocals, of course, like that's always the big test. When we got into vocals and it, like the vocals, the, he's, oh, he's so good at the big growly, gnarly stuff. But then he has such a melodic voice, too. And again, that's a rare thing. That's hard to find somebody that can really pull both of those off convincingly. And so I was just like, man, like everybody in this band is so damn good at what they do. And it has such a positive attitude and having so much fun doing it that it was really, you know, honestly... From the Heart was genuinely one of my favorite sessions I've ever been a part of just because of that. And, and I got to develop this really cool friendship with them besides that. So then like afterwards, you know, that's like being in the videos, like I'm like, hell yeah, I want to be in the video. <laughs> like, yes. Like, are you like, please, like, just let me know and I will be there. And so I've been fortunate enough to, you know, play that role in a couple of videos as well. and sort of just kind of be a de facto, like, extra band member i guess like on the peripheral which is super cool to me and uh yeah and we're buds to this day man it's super cool i love man, it it's super cool to us too man like, yeah i mean being- <laughs> for sure that every bit of that was just like holy shit man it's- thank you <laughs> yeah right on yeah i mean we're, we're, we're talking about the cycle right now and you're part of this the this video as well and uh, yeah. mad shout out to Penny Rock Productions for hooking us up with Brian for director of photography, man. He did a great job. And, and again, yeah. thank you again, Matt, for being a part of this project, man. I mean, I, you saw a clip of the, you've seen the, the video and all that. And I feel like we've achieved what we wanted to with this song as well, which is going to be released on Friday. And 
and you you produced a song for us as well and everything man it just sounds so kick-ass well I'm, su- I'm super proud like super proud to be able to be a part of that and you know again like i i just think that you i hear a lot i hear you know tons of music and tons of bands and tons of artists in it's so uncommon, especially these days when it's like, you know, you have Pro Tools now and it's like, oh, just fix it, you know, or just edit it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like a band that's like, no, yeah. let's not just fix it later or edit it or fly it. Like, let's play it. You know what I mean? Let's get right. it right. And that I have a just a ton of respect for. And so, um, you know, of course, being a part of it's a no-brainer to me, but I, uh, I just I have so much respect for, for for you guys as musicians that you know it it's, uh, it just makes me sound like a great producer because you guys are so good at your craft and good at your instruments you know but but being able to have songs that do still have mainstream qualities to them though that's a big deal you know it's like you listen to bands that are really good musicians and sometimes it's like well that's cool I bet the crowd is ninety nine percent dudes you know so <laughs> you know what I mean for sure and so I'm not going to that show you know. But, but these guys still have songs that are like, you know, like I feel like they appeal to everybody and they have like really, really catchy melodies, you know. So let's go sell millions of records, please. Let's do it. Please. Yeah. So so as you as the producer, I mean, whenever you guys obviously you love the music, you love the guys, but how do you differentiate yourself between, you know, obviously, you know, your colorful career in music you've you've been there you've done that and and yeah. so how do you differentiate okay let's change these things don't take offense because this is what worked or or let's do this differently because it's gonna push this how do you how do you sure approach that subject with you know people that you that you look at as friends because that's one of the hardest things that i've know you know i've seen here you know with with local musicians is that it's a really close to the chest and you know especially if you play it you shop it out to your friends and most of your friends can be like, dude, that's sick. Da, 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 da. How, but how yeah. do you go about it being the producer going, this is trash, rewrite it, or let's, let's do this differently. It's all about trust, man. I mean, it really is. You know, I, I think that, and I was just talking about this to somebody yesterday, being a producer, cause I'm not an engineer at all. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of a dinosaur in that sense where like, you know, these days, you have a lot of producers who are, are also extremely proficient at Pro Tools and really, really good engineers. And I'm like, no, I just have great engineers that I trust. And I have no interest in doing that because that would take my attention away from what I feel like I'm good at. And that, it, it being a producer, to me, you really hire somebody to be uh, to have a sixth sense about music, right. right? That's really what it is. It's not like, oh, this guy's a hell of a keyboard player, so he's a great <laughs> producer. That's not, you know, it's like, right. no, it's just somebody who hears a song and can see through the weeds all day, you know, and go, okay, yeah, but if that was this way, or if you played this fill, or if it was this tempo, or if it was this key, because that suits your vocal better, those are all the things that, you know, people who spend nothing but, well, that's another thing. I don't have any hobbies, man. Like, I live in the studio. That's all I do. <laughs> You know, I'm so sorry. I'm question just mark? Constantly, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, man. So I'm just dissecting music all day long. I mean, that's all I do because it's all I really care to do. I don't really want to do anything else. So, you know, so to me, like, I, I do think that it's a combination of things. But you again, I could tell just by meeting these guys and meeting the band because it doesn't always go this way. But I could tell that they were going to come in with open minds. And I think part of that is like, we're not they're not kids you know a lot of kids think that they know everything and they think that they're you know that it doesn't think you know what i mean so it's like uh yeah i want to hire a producer but then they come in and it's like no i don't agree with that no i'm not going to try that i'll spend an hour arguing about why it won't work instead of just trying it is where these guys all came in very open-minded and very like yeah let's try anything you know and so it's just really all about trust. And, and, and fortunately, they were just super trusting with everything, you know, and it just went great, I think. And, and Matt, I'll give you a great example of that. Our, our number, we, we had five songs written. And our number five song, we, we were just planning on like, that was a back burner. Like, yeah. and yeah. we got done with the four songs doing pre-pro with Matt. And Matt's like, hey, let's hear, let's hear the last song which was called at that time monster boner. Mon- uh, well, I'm sorry, monster boner. Yeah. Monster boner, it was right? Monster boner, yeah. Okay. yeah. So Matt's like, "Let me hear it, man." So we go out there and we play it and he's like, "Man, I fucking dig this song." And <laughs> yeah. He's like, "That might be number 2 for me right now." And 
we ended up tracking it. It's called it's it's next track that's gonna be released after the cycle. But it's uh, out of the batch of songs that we recorded, I've listened to that one far more than the other songs. It's it's my favorite out of all four. I'm of them. with you. And that's and that was you, because man. of Matt. He I was the one who was it. like, yeah. Well, Matt, what what did what did you guys hear in that song that was you know take it off the back burner and shove it more towards the front of the EP lineup? Well, it, it, so to me, like that song in particular, and and I'm kind of I guess I'm sort of speaking for the band a little bit here, and I, I maybe I shouldn't do that, but <laughs> I wonder if maybe from their perspective, it had a little bit. It just sounded different. It didn't sound you know, and not like all their songs sound the same or anything, but it was really kind of left to center. And um, and it had this very kind of almost like creepy, like Halloween, like fall kind of vibe to it. You know, it was like yeah. um, it just made me think of like I'm a big horror movie fan and it made me think of all my favorite horror movies. And so I was like, maybe maybe just from their perspective, it's um, a matter of, well, this song is is, is just super kind of like left of center and it's in and adventurous and maybe it's not maybe it doesn't belong with this batch of songs. But I, when I heard it, I was like, no, man, this is like, especially now with all the, you know, all the songs that are released every single day, you want to do something different. You want to do something that people hear and they're like, oh, I've never heard something like that before. And that's one thing I really like about that tune is I was like, it grooves so hard, but it's creepy. It has like a, cre- it's hard to explain. It's like this okay. creepy, creepy, groovy riff. And, uh, it's just I just can't think of another song that it sounds like, and that's why you hire Matt Novesky. <laughs> <laughs> Make creepy shit, you know. <laughs> well, well, Matt, I, I, we won't we won't take up too much more of your time. Uh, I, I greatly appreciate you uh, calling in. Sorry for the technical difficulties that we all can't. You know, we're we're doing the best. Um, any any final like uh, oh, shout outs good. or anything you want to? Bloody and bruised, Matt was on bloody and bruised. Yeah, well, you know, I th- I think one thing that that I, I'd like to give Evan Crowley a shout out. Oh, sure. uh, yeah, good. For 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 getting involved on on uh, on the video front, I think he's done a fantastic job um, helping out with the video stuff. And he's been a, he's like he and I work together a lot on things, and um, he's a great videographer. So I would say if anybody is looking for uh, video or looking for um, videography work, I would definitely hit him up. He's here local. And he's really, really good at what he does. And, okay. You know, but as far as the studio goes, yeah, like I, you know, we've been here for a while now, but it's 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 funny. You can you can be in 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 Austin, and there's and I still run into people that haven't heard of the studio, and I'm like, God, what do I got to do to make it sure everybody knows about it? So, <laughs> Orb Studios, uh, yes. www.orbstudios dot com uh or sorry orb recording studios.com and then we're uh we're studios atx on instagram and then i'm just me on instagram i'm not very i'm terrible at social media <laughs> terrible <laughs> terrible <laughs> terrible yeah well, well matt I, I look forward to hopefully meeting you soon one day maybe maybe we'll even come out and, and shoot an interview with you and uh get some more attention on orb studios Oh, that'd be awesome. I'm in. Let's do it. All right. Hey, yes. I got witnesses on that one, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Matt, thank you very much for all the insight and uh, thank you for the beautiful music that you helped In the Trench make. It's so great. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you soon. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate right. Bye, it. Matt. Thank you so much, man. Right. Thank you. But, you know, that guy, everything he said is, is completely genuine. Uh, you know, speaking you know, from someone, you know, playing music, you meet a lot of people. Right, you meet a lot of different personalities, some more colorful than others, man. But that dude is like, when you meet him, it's like that's the guy. Like, he is who he, he is. is. Uh, so you know, he, the you know, being hardcore, like hard, hardcore is one of those genres, man. Or you know, heavy metal is one of those genres where you, we're talking about beat down, trash cans, dude. All um, kinds the of umbrella. Shit. I'm just gonna throw it under the uh, umbrella the- of like heavy metal. You know, you you have some, you have some really big egos out there you know what i mean and mm-hmm. they like what they like you know but when we went to orb it was uh it was like well they didn't have a whole lot of what we did but that was kind of what was cool about it okay uh, you know they've got some massive hip-hop and pop names that have come out of that studio you know platinum records out of that studio right and as a hardcore band you know it's like no we're gonna go in there and we're gonna do it and and that was a trust that he was talking about, you know. It just from the, from the first five minutes of having a conversation, it was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah it, this feels right. So how did it? I mean, but how was how was it overall? Just the overall experience. I mean, you I know, top notch, man. It was yeah. ten, 
one to ten, ten. All the tens. I oh, yeah. I felt one hundred percent comfortable in that studio, man. We've been at some great studios, top notch studios. Right. Um, you know, this was definitely a problem. I'll go ahead and say it. it's at the top of the list. Yeah, at the top of the list. Yeah, where's sure. the this one right here? It's DJ Airhorn. That's what you missed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, top of the list, man, for sure. Uh, so we're writing some new material um, now. It's getting back to the whole in the trench 2.0 thing that you had mentioned earlier. Yeah. The reason why it's 2.0 is because we're not going to stop at the EP. Uh, we're going to go. We have some more tunes. We're going to go record them. Um, yeah. Just bringing everything back to life. Yeah, for sure. Throwing for down. Sure. I would, John. I'd like so so for everybody. Uh, I know John through, and well, I guess we're our our mutual relationship is through Anthony Stevenson, yep. and you actually booked him on shows. Is that right? Did I get that right? So the story is with with Anthony, and this is going uh, back. Anthony could connect me. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I remember um, at one time I was actually booking booking bands. I was kind of doing some shows and everything. And it's about 10 years, 10, 11 years ago. And I was booking a show at Encore. And I don't know if anybody remembers Encore. It was on Red River. Yep. And I booked Silent Civilian there. And I needed some other bands there. And that was, that was Johnny Santos' band from Spine Chain. So I booked him there. And I had another band called By Any Means Necessary, By Any Means Necessary, which they they kicked so much. They they were one of the like top Jesus, awesome they, bands. They I were mean, I saw them. Awesome. I was like, yeah, they were, they were sick, dude. They were um, definitely sick. I had my buddies Head Crusher play. Okay, um, another sick band. I remember those guys. Head Crusher. Uh, they're they still killing that. it, man. Uh, yeah. uh, Chris Martis, great fucking guy, yep. man. Uh, he was playing in a band called Untitled We Stand before they became Outlaws to Kings. Yeah. Okay, so this yeah, so this is back in the day, and I had an, I had a second slot, and I remember it specifically. I was driving on the road, and then I, you know I get a, I had that little fucking Nokia phone with the oh, snake game on it. Yeah. You know, I was way behind times. Uh, maybe that was ahead of times. I don't know. It was. <laughs> I guess the flip phones are popular, and I still had that little. John's Nokia. had an old ass phone for a <laughs> yeah. long time. So, dude, like. so I was like, you know, it's a five one two number. I'm like, all right. So I open, and Anthony Anthony calls me and. He's like, hey man, I I heard you're looking for a band to play this and that, and you know my name, my band's name is blah 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 blah. I was like, cool man, let me check it out, and then I'll get back to you. And I checked them out. It's called Killing an Apathy, and they kicked so much ass, dude. And I was like, you guys got it. So they played that night. They 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 killed it on stage. Every band was awesome. Uh, that was the night that I officially met Anthony. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, and if you guys can correct me, that was that was the night. Chris Martis met him. Cody Blue. The whole circle of people that are into the music scene now connected on that day. Damn. So that was kind of like the starting point of how that happened. Um, I I may have made out a few details here and there uh, wrong or something. But (laughs) a few beers since then. After I had a few beers (laughs) since then, but I'm pretty, you know, from if my memory uh, serves me correctly, that's that's how we all connected on that day. And I showed him the flyer about a year or two ago at a Crowbot show. He's like. That was the day, man. And it was, uh, I got it somewhere, but that's kind of, that's how I met it, Anthony and all them. And I, I'm, dude, he's doing some awesome stuff. Shout out to Anthony Stevenson. Absolutely. Yeah. Big for come and take it, for supporting everything that both of us do with Boudreaux, John, In the Trench, all the local bands, all the heavy metal, rock, everything, man. Like for staying, for keeping the scene alive, man, because it's definitely, it's definitely a, a thing to be a part of, and we need to keep that music alive. Man, Anthony Stevenson is I, like I'm gonna say this, and I feel comfortable saying it. He is responsible for the hardcore heavy metal scene in not only Austin but the surrounding area for sure. Central Texas. Okay. You want you want like you if you're gonna play from here, I would say up to San Antonio, right? Yeah. But Anthony Stevenson's the guy you want to talk to. That dude is is fucking. He's, he's the godfather, man. He's the godfather of heavy metal right now, for sure. One yeah, slap him in his face when I see him. <laughs> be like, everything you heard was a lie. You just that, make good brisket, okay? <laughs> I've never had his brisket, man. But oh, man, it's <laughs> off the charts. Really? Oh, I mean, he has a he. Had, they started their own Facebook group called Come and Cue It. Oh, okay. Come and cue oh, wow. It. Yeah. I'm so, I mean, if you're trying to look for them insider tips, hey, come and cue it, man. Yeah, they'll give you like the temp readings, the rub, like what they're cooking on. I'm gonna check that shit out. Oh yeah, I mean, get ready for meat sweats, dude. It's a- coming. Anthony Stevenson barbecue very very soon. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I down the road, I want to do like a circle pit chili cook off because we have this uh, ongoing debate on the podcast: do beans belong in chili? And obviously, that's a you know, where do you live? Yeah, I said it. 
<laughs> but but I just I, but me just think just extrapolating from just more of an idea to like let's throw a show let's get some chili cook-offs let's you know or or, or something to that effect, or like crowd crowd surf but I don't know but anyway yeah like his his barbecue's off the charts his production company's off the charts come and take it live him and Ben are killing it I mean you guys just recently did something there too right we I guess did. that's a yeah. perfect segue pause for three two <laughs> one okay go <laughs> so, so uh, thank you guys for coming. Please introduce yourselves, what you guys do, and uh, what we have to look forward to in the coming 2023? Yeah. yeah okay. That's what we're doing. What? Yeah, so I'm John. I'm the producer on Bloody and Bruised, like I said earlier. And uh, not only are we, we're still shooting the production. We're still, we're toward the tail end of the interviews, but we're about to go into reenactments and then into post-production which will be about a year oh, and we're shooting to be, be sick we'll be done with the entire film hopefully by next fall yeah yeah and, and yeah in order to meet the the film festival deadlines for spring of 2023 yeah. Yeah. so you're trying to throw it in south by yeah i mean that's the ultimate goal my i mean my name is Boudreaux. i'm the director of the film and um yeah so we're like you said we're on the tail end of of, of interviews we've got a handful left but the goal is to go into pre- post-production for a year so that we're eligible for the South by deadlines. Okay. So, and along with that, you know, we do the film festival circuit, we do the theatrical screenings, all that stuff, and then eventually into full-blown distribution. So that's kind of the the hope. But yes, we did do, we actually worked with Anthony. Uh, we actually, what we did was, John, who, who's an amazing producer, help coordinate a show at come and take it and what we did was we got some of the some bands that played at the back room to come and play at come and take it god and along with a couple other bands but every member at least every band had at least one member that actually played at the back room okay so uh we actually had a show it was also kind of like a fundraiser we had limited edition merch that was designed by billy perkins who you know anybody that's in the music business uh knows billy perkins is an amazing designer uh and you know, we were raising some cash for that at Come and Take It. And then, and yeah, and so it's been kind of a, it's been a fun ride. You know, we've been doing, you know, we've been shooting since December and we're, you know, little by little. 2019? No, of 2020. 2020. Oh, so damn, this is fresh out the box. So COVID COVID hindered us when we were doing our horror stuff because, you know, we have we had a horror movie that was about to go into the festival circuit okay. of 2020, and we were winning awards left and right. We were getting nominated for stuff, and so right when we were going into the festival circuit is when everything shut down. Yeah. Okay. So that's so Bloody and Bruise had been on the back burner for a while. That was something that that was the big project that we were going to eventually get to once we got the green light and once we we figured out how we were going to do everything and what we were going to do with it. But in the meantime, we had not only did we have music production videos, we had the horror films that we were working on, the short that was about to go into the festival circuit that was about to be the big deal. So we had our premiere of in the fall of 2019, and then we went into spring and everything shut down. So the movie that we had that was coming up, like he said earlier when we were, you know, off camera, was we had that that whole zombie thing yeah. lined up. We had we had gotten rained out one weekend, and so we pushed it a weekend. Because we were, it was an outdoor shoot, and then when that weekend came, that's when the, the entire state got shut down. Yeah, like it's over. The yeah. country, well, people all over the country were shutting down productions. Yeah. So we shut down as well. Eventually, trying to get back to it, we never did. But Boudreaux sent me a message that night when everything shut down, and was like, "I think this is about that time we need to start looking at Bloody and Bruised." And I was oh, like, okay. "Okay, cool." So, not little did we know that this was our blessing in disguise, because the country was shut down. So venues were shut down, musical artists were shut down, everybody was home. So none of these interviews are ever zoomed. We did everything. We did fifty-two interviews, I think, before so the far, yeah. before the country opened back up. Man, and we were able to nail. I could call a place and be like, "Hey, can we shoot there tomorrow just to have this in our movie?" And they were like, "Yeah, we'll open your doors. What time do you want?" They would give us the window, and we get our our talent to get there, and and we'd shoot everything, and yeah. everything was live. And, uh, and we have so many local venues that are in our movie that oh, yeah. we were fortunate to get because now that things are back open and we're in the tail end of interviews, it's a little difficult to get into a place without wow. people being there, without it being open. And it's a lot harder to find a, a musical artist that's actually home right now because they're all touring. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they all were home. all itching to get out of there. 
So yeah. Matt Noveski being one of them, he was the, the, he gave us the, the perfect soundbite when we were putting his lav mic on him. He's like, man, I miss this. Like <laughs> just, just getting the in-ears, you know? So yeah. he was like, man, thank you. I love this. So everybody was itching to go do something. Everybody was itching to talk to us and just to be in front of a camera, be a part of something. Right. Because nobody was doing anything for so long. And that was our blessing. Man, so you guys kind of almost kind of lucked out in a sense with all of the venues and places being and i hate to say open, it because it did that it gave did. you direct access to what five people tops maybe oh yeah five six oh, yeah. i mean yeah. and, and, i mean under those under those guidelines that's that's well within reason right and yeah. so we had our crew and we were all covid compliant and we would send our call sheet that it strictly stated everything that we were about so people were comfortable and we were doing everything under the state regulations as it was going, we, we would adjust to it as it would go. But the cool thing was that little did we know that that was what we, that, that was what we needed. It, it would have taken two or three years, took us six months. Yeah. And cause wow. the average, if, if, if a lot of people don't realize that the average documentary takes about four to five years to produce, you know, and we're actually doing this in half that time. Um, <clears throat> You're kind of like the documentary warp speed. I'm sorry. They titled the vaccine warp speed. Yeah. <laughs> and it got done in half the time. So essentially Well well the other thing is that my, my background is TV production. Okay. And I've been in TV for almost twenty five years. Well, I'm sorry and, for this sad setup. No, no, so. it's great. It's great. <laughs> and and uh in, in in the world of in the in the world of TV production, in the world of TV production, you have to learn how to shoot quickly, edit quickly, turn around quickly. So when you know, when when we were kind of just you know, I had thought about this idea a couple of years ago and I brought John in and we had, we had lunch. I was like, what do you think about making this kind of film? And he was like, oh, yeah, this would be great. And little by little, we peck at it here and there throughout other projects. Um, but when all this COVID hit and everything like that, and I said, hey, we might be able to bring this up. And then and I was on another podcast and the guy interviewing me said, hey, you know, horror films are doing great and everything like that. Uh, what else do you got coming up? And I kind of just blurted out, well, well, I'm working on a documentary about the back room. He does what? that to me a lot. <laughs> he does that to me a lot. He'll make and, things public. And that kind of, and then he's like, what? A documentary about the back room? That's amazing. Let's, and then, so he's like, oh shit, I guess we're doing well, it. I'm watching live. So I texted him. I'm like, I, I guess we're, we're going to have to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> so, the one thing he won't tell you about TV production is that he's won an Emmy. Wow. You got an Emmy? I do. And you didn't bring it? Hey, no. you're here, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's empty, uh, but cheers. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. So, but in, the, in that world, you know, it's, it's because of that quick turnaround, you know, you have to learn how to do everything quickly. So when, you know, I, I was like, well, I don't want to take four years. I don't want to take five years. I want to do it in half that time. And right. that's a very ambitious thing to do, but I, I know how to do it. And so that's why it was very, it was very easy for me to say, Yes, we can do this because if you hire or if you have the right people on the team, you know, John Dew is an amazing producer. I would not be able to do this film without him. Our other co-producer, Adam, uh, associate producer, Adam Salinas, he is also an amazing part of this story. And so is our other co-producer, Tammy Moore, who is the booker at, at the show or at, at the back room. And so with this core team, we're actually able to basically tell the story of a venue that was around for 33 years in Austin and tell that history, uh, you know, of this in this place and tell the story of how this place helped cultivate bands and then how it helped cultivate successes, you know, like Dangerous okay. Toys and Pariah and how it had established bands, you know, and basically how it ended up kind of fading away. And, you know, but the whole reason behind this is is because I don't want people to forget. I don't want people to forget the back room. And for all of us that were there, you know, and that's another thing is that we're not just telling the story of like without us knowing anything about it we actually went there we actually were patrons of the place i booked at that yeah, place and, yeah i lived I had bands that were i that lived were down the street from it you know i'd walk to it you know so we were regulars there and and so we we know the place so we're not an outside company trying to do a story about something in austin it's like no we were there so we yeah. know exactly how to tell the story so that's and and, my, and the other reasoning was because you know, I'd see all these kids go to emos and where the back room is or used to be. And I'd say, you know, part of me wanted to grab them by the shoulders and say, do you realize what venue like was here? You're do you realize at? what you're standing on? Do you realize what that pole is? Oh, there? The pole. So, yeah. 
that was another reasoning behind me wanting it was me wanting to educate a newer generation of where the roots of some of the musicians and artists that they like now where it actually kind of came from so and speaking of anthony not only was he an old school musician that played the back room and was around when the back room was around but his venue has the same physical address as the back room so when we actually shot at the at come and take it live anthony let us in our door in their in his doors to shoot our interview with houston richardson who's in our trailer okay so houston the the lead vocals for uh, for uh, brutality incorporated he went he did, he did his interview there and we talked to anthony and i was like hey anthony and I, like thank you for doing this this and then and he's like dude whatever you guys need he was really open he's like i love that you're doing this and then i dropped the idea that maybe in the future we were going to be doing shows and we you know it, the music the movies about music so eventually we were going to have these shows lined up that we were going to be fundraisers and stuff to promote the movie in the future right so he's like yeah whatever you guys want to do so it came sooner than later is when we had the first bill that we put together because our first bill was actually going to be September 24th, which oh. is the new date for the next yeah. show. So September 24th was always set as the first date. And then July 16th came open and brutality. We were going to shoot brutality incorporated because all these shows were doing B roll. Yeah. So we're okay. shooting what yeah. the artists are doing nowadays. The ones that are still in bands. Yeah. So July 16th was a show that we were going to be at and participate and brutality incorporated was going to play. And we were going to, we were going to shoot their set. And then it, op it somehow it turned into where it was asked if we could do our first show that night. And I was like, well, yeah, yes, we can, but do we still keep September 24th? And they told us, yes. yes so then we put together the show on July 16th, which I think our final head count was 233. <sighs> Man. And, um, some locals would kill for that, huh? Uh, <laughs> uh, we have some really good shots. We have some good crowd shots. And we bring the pole out. We, we have, so in our reenactments that you see in our trailer, we have, uh, we, we remade the pole. He remade the pole wow. and with stickers and all that stuff. And we bring the pole out That's so, awesome. to do photo ops and stuff. So, and we had our first, we, we debuted our merch, which we sold out of. So we're super proud of that. Damn. And um, so, awesome. yeah, yeah, so Billy Perkins, Billy, Billy Perkins. Perkins does stuff for Cheech and Chong. The Texas Roller Girls, Snoop, Snoop Dogg, Dog, right before Snoop Dogg, us. Right before us, he had we said, were waiting on Snoop Dogg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He had said like, "Hey, I'm, I'll get to you guys." It's just that I got this other job that I'm working on, and it turns out the other job was Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. So you're like, like "Oh, okay, take your time." Well, you know, Snoop Dogg. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we got our new design. We got those shirts out. We sold out immediately, like before the end of the night. So when when the opening band is already tracking 120 people at the door then you know it's going to be a good night. Yeah. So we had a really good night. Everything went as planned. We we hired some of our crew to help out on stage so we could keep everybody on time. And, you know, me being a, oh. a music manager in the past, yeah. you know, I, I know what we needed and, and we got Tear it all it down. Tear so. down, the fuck out, you go. Get, yeah, you know. and, and it, it all worked out and it was a perfect night. And so we, we played the trailer a couple of times. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. it's, it got a good reaction from people that hadn't seen it yet. Uh, but I mean, we've, we've been what what started off as kind of like a little weekend side project. You know, it'd be kind of cool is to make this documentary about the back room. You know, it started off kind of like this, ended up blowing up. And now we've got like thousands of followers and like all these people, you know, the trailer has 6,000, 7,000 hits, you know. The trailer it's, just it, won an award won in Lithuania. Award, yeah, it just won an award for best trailer at some festival in Lithuania. So we're we're getting a lot of traction. We're getting a lot of eyeballs on us now. So, uh, you know, so it's an exciting thing that because it shows that a lot of people really care about this place. Yes. You know, it shows that a lot of people actually, you know, a lot of people, this was their home, you know, and, and even some of the interviewees, they say, this was our church, you know, it's, yeah. it's where we would go. It's where we would go. Uh, it was our community. And because bottom line, at the end of the day, the back room is, it, 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 it was about acceptance. Mm -hmm. You know, it didn't matter where you were. It didn't matter your background. It didn't matter if you were a musician, if you were just a music fan, or if you were just going to there to hang out after work and have some beer, have some, some cheap drinks. Mm -hmm. And, and hang out and, you know everybody was accepted and that's what what everybody really loved about the back room and so that goes to show you that i think a lot of people really care about this so a lot of people really are now following us really kind of intently and and so yeah there's a little bit of pressure but you know it, it's a, it's a good challenge you know to have and and to have a lot of support i i gotta say that 
you know, obviously with a great crew, it's, it's, it makes it a lot easier. But with everyone's support, supporting, coming out to the shows, mm-hmm. uh, the online stuff, sharing, sharing our content. I mean, it, it's, it's amazing to see how much support we're getting from, from the Austin community and the music community. As a whole. So I'm a I'm a massive fan of documentaries, mm-hmm. more true crime. Yeah, but I honestly feel like y'all, that documentary probably has a little splash of true crime in it, just for God knows <laughs> what's happened inside, outside, back alley, there, down the street. Now, one of the components you mentioned it earlier is one of the components <laughs> of this documentary is that we are doing reenactments. Yeah, um, and we are shooting those later this year. But like the reenactment parts, uh, you know. Those are going to be kind of, that's a lot of where the production money, the, the expenses go into yeah. is, is that. But yeah, we are going to have some pretty cool kick-ass reenactments. Like, you know, I don't know if you know this, but Two Life Crew played there. Yes. And they caused a riot. Yep. We are recreating the Two Life Crew riot. You know, we are, <laughs> we are, we are building, we, we built, we're building the backroom stage. We're building the backroom bar. You know, we that's have so rad. all of that. And, and so, but obviously that takes fucking cash. Of so, course. You know that that's what you know we're also needing help as well but uh but we have all that lined up you know we have actors lined up we have crew mem- members lined up i mean everybody's everybody's really what's really cool is that everybody's really wants to be a part of this and and we're we're really fortunate that we have a really talented crew we have really talented uh dps we have an army of dps that we call them and we have a, a lot of people that are just wanting to participate because again they say you're doing a documentary about the back room I'm in. What do you need? You know, what do you want hey, us to do? You I want to do this. You're shooting reenactments. I want to be in the crowd. You know, yeah. I want to, you know, so it's really great it's because everybody's engaged, you know? I think the one thing, so whenever I first heard about it, I instantly was like, yes, why has this not happened before? Yeah. You know? And just being a, a fan of documentaries, like, I love, that's why I do this because I love the the, the story of the person you know, how did it get from A to B? What happened in between there? Why is Sally dead at the bottom of the stairs? Oh, someone did this back in like 2000. You know what I mean? Like you really get to dive into that story and the amount of music that has come just through that venue alone. Oh yeah. It, 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 it's just, it's so, it's so grandiose. I don't know what word. It's mind boggling is yeah. what it is and, really. And the the people that came through there are, you know, super celebs or you know some may have been really big and then fizzled out you know it's but it's there there are so many stories that are going on in that one place and you know myself and taylor and everybody with the podcast team you know we are literally within walking distance from it every time we go to come and take it so i i just want to say thank you as a music lover myself i'm not a musician but just a music lover that it's it's going to smash and anything that you guys need extras extra hands like i this is what i'm into so i mean i know it's kind of a cheap plug but <laughs> but yeah i mean if, if 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 you guys do need a hand or need any any outreach support to where you just need extra help or hands just let let us know like we'll, oh yeah we'll awesome. thank you it's great and that's a common theme is that the back room opened its doors to bands as they were going up and mm-hmm. then they would open them back up again as they were going back down and so that's what we cover a lot of, so be- before we end i do want to say that September 24th is the announcement we're going to make today. And uh, Brutality Incorporated is going to play that show again at 10 o'clock. Man. Doors open at 7. Where's this going Music's down at? At Come, Come and, and take, take It Live. Come and Take It Live. 2015 East Riverside. Burr, you got you to keep burr, it real. Burr. So we have uh, <laughs> Don't hit it. Don't hit it. our band at 8 p.m. is going to be Un Loco doing an acoustic set. Oh, which, shit. So it's oh, going to wow. be Joey Duenas and Mando Ayala <laughs> doing an acoustic set to open the show. Then at nine o'clock, I have Greedy Parker, and it's their first show ever. And that's uh, Dr. Macabre okay. and Reverend Alien Price. And everybody knows him as Al Shire. We credited him as, <laughs> we credited him as Al Shire in our trailer. But they're doing their first set at our show. And then we have Brutality Incorporated on at 10. And then the show closes out with the Worm Suicide at 11 worm p.m. Worm Suicide. Damn, dude, that's going to. So just three bands in and out, yeah. just party yeah. hard. And it's just more of a, so are you going to have like more merch there? We're going to have another round of merch. We're going to have our posters that that we sold out of or almost sold out of. And our posters are designed per show. So it's got the bands on there at the bottom and all that. So we're going to have those out again. And then we'll have, we'll have the poll out again. If you want to come take pictures of the poll, we're going to have, we're (laughs) going to be raising money all over again. It'll be a free show again. So yeah, it's all going to be the same formula. 
Joey and Mondo are going to kick it off, and then cool. we have three bands after them that are going to. Whenever the fire them. hits, just send it to me. We'll we'll, we'll throw it up on oh, the, hell yeah. on all the socials for you, man. Oh, it's, and we'll be shooting all night, all over. Oh again. yeah, then that's the other thing is that we also we we shoot like you mentioned, we shoot B roll of it, but also it's not we're just shooting to shoot that we're actually using a lot of that as the end of the movie. But you have a, you have a purpose for yes, it. It's not yes. just well, we just need some shit for the background. Yeah, and, no, know. no. I mean, we're we're actually shooting it for the end of the film. And it's cool. a multi camera shoot. That yeah, we, do. we have a roving camera usually. We a got camera, camera on stage, yeah. you know, so it, it's, it's a, it's a big production. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a great, you know, last, you know, the last show was a great night, you know, we had a great turnout. And so we're really hoping that we can get some more people out there, raise some more cash. Uh, you know, every little bit helps. Also, the other thing is that everybody that buys a shirt, uh, they get their names in the credits oh, as as backers. Nice. Okay. And they get their, uh, you know, they get their names in the credits as backers. So everybody that, you know, Everybody can help contribute, and you know, and if you can't, you know, contribute financially, you know, we're asking that you at least share. You know, it costs yeah. you it costs you nothing to share, uh, uh, you know, on social about the project, about the film, whether it be the trailer, the poster, or just about the event, about the show. Uh, you know, just just help us get more eyeballs on this. We've got lots of great, you know, great group of people following us right now, and it's really exciting. Uh, but we can always, you know get some more, you know, we're, we've got a really great presence in central Texas right now. We've, we've had people reach out to us from all over the coast, even saying like, what is this project that you're, you know, so we're getting out there, you know, and we have some more, sort more surprises lined up for the film okay. uh, that we can't really talk about right now. But, uh, you know, it's, this is going to be a great thing that I think a lot of people are going to be really hopefully happy with. And, uh, and if, you know, even just contributing a little bit, will actually kind of, you can be a part of it. I think that really goes to the core message of the music scene because it's not just the music that is ongoing around here. It's producers and mm -hmm. engineers and, you know, people behind the scenes. And, and I really, I really think that I think one of the reasons why everybody is so engaged is that there's this nostalgia factor mm -hmm. of it being the back room, but also the nostalgia factor of, we just couldn't go to shows for a year and a half. And now here's this video that's going to show us how it was done, you know, in the early years of, of, of downtown Austin back when, you know, I'm, I'm not a native Texan. I'm from North Carolina. I've been here about a decade. Uh, so I, I'm still, I'm still learning the history. And so I'm, I'm, I've actually stopped looking into anything, the back room, because I want to wait until this hits <clears throat> just because I want to, you know, I want to fully understand like <clears throat> what you guys are trying to tell me. And then that's going to lead me down some other fucking road and some other, you know, suggestion on Netflix. And next thing you know, it's, it's more true crime. Like, <laughs> 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 but, uh, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful to be able to sit here and, and talk with you guys about this. Uh, any, any final shout outs, like all the ads or, or social media, uh, you know, definitely for all the details, as far as our, our the film goes, go to bloodyandbruise.com. you know, it leads to the fan page, but definitely, you know, like, and follow the page, you know, stay up to date on all of the, the shoot dates and the, the show dates, the show on the September 24th, you know, stay up to date on the merch that's coming out. Which you said merch is and and it's a one-off every time. Merch right? is exclusive to the show. The, the, the shirts the aren't a one-off. The posters are. Posters. Okay, sorry. Right. Sorry. But we're doing our merch to have it available at the show. It's not online yet. A lot okay. of people have been asking us, and we're hopefully going to get it on there. And, but for now, we're having them at the shows. We'll announce on our page if we ever have anything available to buy to purchase away from the show. I've been telling so. people for four years, the website's coming. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm just keeping them waiting. You know, like drop the most fire merch line you've ever seen. It's just tank tops. And I'd like to give a, I'd like to give a shout out to our crew. We have, like yeah. you said, we have an army. So we built an army so that we call an army of DPs that we have. And DP stands for? Director, director of Photography. I oh, got gotcha. you. Okay. So anytime that we're going to build a call sheet or we coordinate like a crew for a shoot, then we pick whoever lives closer to that area, depending on the oh, art. Okay. If the talent gets us a place that they want and they have in mind. A lot of people have a studio. So like, oh, we want the studio as our backdrop or can you find us a place? We need a place, uh, but I want to interview. So it just depends on what we have. And we have a whole sheet of DPs and camera crew. And, yeah, I mean, we have an PAs. amazing list of PAs that just, they just want to help and they just want to be a part of a film experience. And so, you know, I'm a big person uh, on, on uh, mentoring and teaching. I love having students and, you know, and so I'm like, well, you know what, I'm going to help 
these kids along and see, you know, because that was there at one point, you know. And, oh, and, yeah. then, and then for them, they're like, well, we get to be on a real movie, you know, like, yeah, just lift that light, you know, <laughs> but bring that sandbag over and, uh, you know, get <laughs> your hands dirty. Them, and a lot of them aren't old enough to remember the bathroom. Yeah, they don't, so they're they, loving these stories. And that's the thing is that a lot of our crew, only half the crew has was, was ever actually there. So we know that we're doing something right because our crew that wasn't there, they're actually learning the story of it through the interview. Oh, man, that and be... so they they are they're piecing together the story through just what they've shot. You know? I can't wait for Chuck Loach's bit. I mean, and, just because oh, I yeah. have that attachment. Chuck, but I mean, and, yeah. and 50, 50 plus interviews down the road, he and I have been in every single interview. Yeah. So the ones that that come like every other week or whatever, they're like, what did I miss? And oh, he's talking about that. And you gotta tell me, you gotta tell me that story. <laughs> and uh, so they get so excited. We we even made a soundtrack for them of like of the bands that we've been interviewing so they would understand like oh so who's he and and so we, we put a little you a know spotify playlist yeah 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 that's perfect yeah and, and so it's working because it's working for them so we see in real time what it's going to do for the audience that we that we're targeting so man i've hats off i, I know that this movie is going or this documentary is just it's 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 gonna hit like an anvil here. The trailer is sick, man. Yeah, tra tra yeah. I watched the trailer. I'm I'm probably guilty of about fifteen of those, whatever <laughs> whatever you got the award for. So I'm I'm glad that I was able to push those numbers Thank you. up because it's Thank you it's that. definitely it's got like that right amount of like you know seduction and like the suspense aspect to it and like man what the fuck happened there you know like real quick cut you're like is he dead you know but it's <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm I'm. I'm I'm excited. So uh, hopefully, maybe maybe even before it launches, before it hits, we'll sit down and do this again, or maybe just yeah, like totally. a one on one kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, but man, thank you. That'd be super <clears> cool. <throat> thank you for having us. Yeah. Anything else from the guys on the couch in the trench? In yeah, the man. Trench. This Friday at noon, the official music video Where's for the camp? cycle will be coming out, and I'm telling you right now, man, this one. Can I use the f word? You can use okay. well the that word. Yes. Oh, it's not Fiona. What's your, oh. This one's a fucking banger. Hey! Yeah. It's a fucking banger. So uh, you guys had a sneak peek of it. Um, this one this one hits hard, man. So Friday uh, at noon, uh, the cycle comes out. Big shout out to um, to Evan, uh, Matt Noveski, Mikey, Jared, what's up? Brian. And then Brian. 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 Whatever films right here. Big yeah. flavor films. Whatever man. Brian sees this, he's going to be like, hey, big, big shout out name. to him. Big shout out to you guys <laughs> for coming out tonight too, man. And supporting Bloody and Brews and all that stuff. And thank you guys, ATX Metal Podcast. Yeah, Podcast. Thank, you. thank you guys. Here you go, Steven. Steven? Yeah. Um, also, to uh, Sirens Cove is a is an Airbnb that we we shot at. It's uh, actually oh, okay. owned by Austin and Ashley McCann. Ashley McCann, she played like the female in our video. She played my counterpart, did an amazing job. Uh, so big shout out to the McCanns and the okay. McCann family, uh, Austin and Ashley. Y'all were awesome because, uh, you know, they did us a big solid in that video uh so shout out to them um and so hit us up like us share uh subscribe to youtube uh, Is it just we, in the trench or official. in the trench official in the trench official yeah uh on on instagram as well as uh youtube and i believe facebook as well or facebook's just in the trench yeah it shows how much i know right i mean i mean <laughs> the other in the trench <laughs> i was gonna say like you google you google in the trench you're gonna get some fucking wild stuff man oh yeah <laughs> no yeah for sure uh <laughs> that's like, that's a like fun my exercise. career it's a, fun, it's a fun <laughs> exercise but uh yeah so a big shout out to them because with they uh without getting into too much details they they in the video you don't really see their con contribution immediately they fucking came through solid uh, for sure. So big shout out to Good. them, man. Well, gentlemen, I would I could do this for hours, uh, but we're kind of limited on a few things just because uh, technology. Uh, but thank you guys very much. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the In the Trench live special with Bloody and Bruce producers and direct. I mean, it's this is I did not see this coming this year for me personally. I mean, I knew I would be doing, you know, in-person interviews. But not not to this level. I mean, you know, the resurgence of, you know, a band that was, you know, this and now it's that. And oh, my God, the music's so good. And then you got the backroom story coming out. It's just <laughs> stop. Let's keep going. I actually have one more thing. Go for it. Um, so <clears throat> what we haven't really talked about is Machine, the producer. Oh, Machine? Yeah. Uh, he, machine Shop? Yeah. He, Trippin uh, Springs? Yeah, for sure. That guy? Yeah. He, Sorry, uh, my voice so high. <laughs> 
He he mastered all the tracks too. Uh, did a phenomenal. Well, he's a fucking machine. Like he's yeah. a fucking genius, right? Uh, so big shout out to Machine who fucking mastered all this shit, dude. That uh, dude, he's doing the live sets now out there. Uh, he's done Fire from the Gods. Oh, yeah. He did uh, he did El Nino. Oh yeah, he did, did. El Nino. Yeah, he did. Right. Yeah, he did Sh- uh, Shattered Sun. Yeah. He's done. I think it, did We Are Bandards, right? Yeah, We Are Bandards from Houston, DFW. Crow. Yeah, I mean it's it is. I mean, the guy is just off the charts and, and all, all the video production out there and the, the audio is just awesome. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, we'll get out of here. We'll quit running our mouths. But again, thank you guys very much and thank you for tuning in. Uh, again, September 24th. September 24th. So come and take it. Take it. You 8 p.m. better be there and support these dudes if you want to get the backroom story, you know, back, so to say. So uh, we'll see you until next time. I don't know why I said that. I never do, but <laughs> bye. <laughs>